You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, side B. You, uh, your, your boy uh, Chance the Rapper and uh, jumped on the remix of uh, Francis and the Lights Might Have This Dance. I'm guessing you haven't seen the video. I have not seen the video. I saw that the video was out, but um, I have not heard the song, unfortunately. Is it good? Yeah. I mean, I like the song. It's definitely, um, it is kind of like a mid-tempo ballad, if that makes sense. And Chance jumps on it, and it really kind of works. The two of them have, they clearly like each other, and they have good chemistry. Um, the video is by the guy who does all of um, Francis' videos. Um, and uh, he's and when they, when they collaborate together, they always try to do these one-take, um, completely uninterrupted, very minimalist videos. So it kind of continues in that vibe. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's dope. It, it got a little bit of attention online, not just because of chance, but also because at the end of it, um, the good music logo flashes on the screen. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. What do you know, Doc? I can't. I, <laughs> you can't. Do you know something? I do. Okay. It, I will say I, uh, it is. Mm. Just, just talk to me offline. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. There's no good music chaining ceremony happening. If that's if that's, but I, I'll explain offline. Um, but anyway, um, the but yeah. team. he's not about to make Dame mad more cream. No, we're not there yet. Um, these color bins. He pushed the miracle whips. Maybe. Uh, no. Um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so if you uh, if you like Chance or if you like Francis' music, um, it's uh, yeah, it's on uh, it's on a streaming services. Videos up you know, YouTube and everywhere else. Um, and it's interesting. Um, one thing I wanted to mention real quick, I thought this was really good. It was a conversation. It was a podcast episode that Francis, uh, did with this guy named Aaron Lammer, who is sort of also in Francis and the lights. Basically he's like one of his best friends. He's helped co-write, uh, pretty much almost everything that Francis has done. Um, and he has a, this guy has a new podcast called stoner, which talks about weed all the time. And it was really interesting to hear because it got me thinking about our other conversations with how hearing about like hip hop's obsession with uh, not just drugs, but really like pills and certain kinds of drugs now. Right. Um, Because this podcast goes into the heavy weed culture in hip hop as he collaborates with more hip hop artists. Now Um, it talks about what I thought was really interesting is how uh, Francis talks about how he never, he never really did drugs until a couple years ago of any kind. And it's because he's uh, he's a self-proclaimed control freak. And like part of doing drugs is like sort of letting go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the reason why I never did drugs. It's the same, I was, was going to say the same thing. It was really interesting to me because I am a huge control freak, obviously. And it's one of the reasons why I could never really do drugs, never really wanted to. It's also one of the reasons why I've really like, for the most part, stopped drinking. Yeah. Like I'll have a drink of wine here and there, like a glass of wine here and there with dinner. If I go out, like I can grab a drink. But like the notion of like, I'm going to a party and I'm going to have like three, I'm going to like be drinking multiple like drinks in a row. I just don't really do that anymore. Yeah. And some of that is I'm old and I don't want to wake up with like a headache. But some of that too was like, I, I, I've been down that path. There's not much good that can, there's a, there, there are, there's some fun that can be had, lots of fun that can be had there. But there's also a lot of, mm, maybe I just don't do that anymore, you know? And, yeah. and so I thought that was, I thought that was really interesting to hear like this notion of somebody who like for him, he was such a control freak that like for him experimenting with drugs, figuring out what was too much opened up like a different part of his personality. And it got me thinking like, yeah, I can kind of see that. Like I went to college with a kid who will go unnamed, 
who uh, was kind of basically just a cranky guy for a long time. And then he got really into weed. And yeah, it became annoying because that meant I had to deal with all the, let's, sure, let's watch this movie while you're high again, whatever. But it also like really, <laughs> it also made, got him on a really even keel and mm-hmm. he was just happier. He like started working out. He got healthier. It was weird, which is all to say that like, it got me thinking about sort of this notion of like, we have a weird attitude towards, not a weird, we have a very like interesting attitude towards drugs in this country. And number one, not all drugs are created equal, obviously. But number two, everybody has different sort of responses to drugs, right? And how their body sort of reacts to it. And some people do it sort of because it's the cool thing to do or because they hear other people doing it. But like to tie us all back into what we were talking about earlier, like future, like he makes it really abundantly clear that he is doing drugs because he has pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is the entire op like that's not really and it doesn't seem to be making him any happier. Right. And that's an interesting like that's a really interesting place for him to be in his life because it doesn't seem to make him any happier, but it also makes him it has also resulted in the like biggest commercial success he's had in his entire career. Yeah, I mean, but he didn't look he didn't look terribly happy the first time you and I met at his concert. Oh, I was talking about future there for a second, but you mean Francis? Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah future is yeah. a completely different monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, fr- I mean, <laughs> yeah, Francis. You know, he. Uh, it's 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 actually a really interesting podcast. If you're if you're sort of, um, he, <laughs> he tells an interesting story. I guess he was in the studio when um, when Kanye and Jay recorded Pop Style. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> so he tells an interesting story about that. Um, but but yeah. Um, all the way back to listen to the remix of May I Have This Dance. But but speaking of Chance. Yeah. You saw Chance the Rapper Live. I did. Do you have a, a do you have do you have a uh, a lot of notes for, for, for the Clock Radio Speakers fans? What I don't have got? anything to say. Don't do that. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> All the listeners are like, what? Um, They're like we we're this deep and do a podcast where I had to hear about barbecue preferences and Jan sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have to approach this twofold. Okay, um, let's keep it hip hop to start it off with. So I've given Chance a lot of chances. I've listened to every project. Um, listened to guest appearances. I've listened to people. You know, tell me how, you know, how dope he is. And I mean, even you, Doc, like you became a fan of his after seeing his live show, right? More of a fan. Yeah. I mean, I liked Coloring Book. Mm, not as I didn't think it was like this instant classic. I thought it was by far his best work. Um, and his the live. Sh- it'd be interesting to hear your, your talk about the live show, because the videos and pictures I've seen of this time around look to be very different than the tour he did in the fall. Um and I might have a theory about that. Be interested to hear like what you th- what you thought of his stage setup or whatever, his uh, stage okay. setup or whatever. But when I saw him in the fall, it felt very like early. I'm gonna use this phrase, even though you know I I, uh, I carry the flag for for Kanye West's career. Happier Kanye West. Sure. And so yeah, his his live show I saw in the fall, I was really impressed. And I'm gonna see him again in um like three three four weeks or so. Uh, and at a festival, which will be a whole other kind of environment. So I'm look, I'll be interested to see how that translates. But so yeah, so I saw him live and I was impressed. So back okay. to back to your story. All right. So first of all, he filled up Nationwide Arena, um, which is 
the premier arena in Columbus. It's where the Blue Jackets play. Any pop artists that come here, that's where they go. Right. So that's the um, that that's like we're talking seventeen, eighteen, nineteen thousand, something. Probably like that. yes. Um, now we have something close to the campus called the Schottenstein Center. That's where your hip hop guys normally go. So I saw Kanye there. Drake's been there a bunch of times. Like Drake, no, Drake's last tour was at Nationwide. I'm sorry. Um, Jay, the last time Jay was here, which I think was the Magna, was it Magna Carta? Did he go on tour for that? I feel like he did. I feel, uh, who? <laughs> well, anytime I've seen Jay or known that Jay was in the city, I know Blueprint 3 tour was definitely at the Schottenstein and that's probably about 11, 12,000. I could be wrong on that, but it's definitely less than nationwide. So I was shocked that Chance the Rapper decided to go to the biggest venue in Columbus and for the most part, filled it up. It was packed. Um, and the group of people that I went with, they were like interviewing people, um, just talking about why they like Chance. And there was a myriad of reasons. And it was really, really interesting. So I know that <laughs> I'm getting this reputation for being like, get off my lawn, Armand. But I'm dying for one of these new artists to like do it for me. You know, the this past week, I listened to Solange's album yesterday and I listened to uh, Life of Pablo on Monday. Those were the last two albums to really grab me and take me into their world. And as a hip hop connoisseur, co-host of a podcast, people hit me up all the time and say, listen to this. This is crazy. Listen to this. You'd like this. Listen to this. And when I do make time to listen to recommendations, very rarely am I even like mildly entertained, but I'm not, I don't get any points by sitting there with my arms folded saying like, well, th this isn't Jadakiss. Like, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't stillmatic. Like, no, I want so badly to be grabbed and captivated and drawn in by new young talent. I want it so bad. And so when you said you became more of a fan of Chance, when I got the opportunity, the tickets were very cheap. I, I mean, we were in the nosebleeds, but I think I paid like 30 bucks. That, um, I've given this guy many chances. And then based off of your recommendation, your review, I said, okay, maybe I'll become a live fan just like, or fan of his, from his live show, just like for the general consensus being that people really didn't like Yeezus until they saw the live show. Um, we've all seen live acts, maybe in festivals, whatever, and we've either become bigger fans or not so much. Like, man, their live show is great. Their live show is trash. And it's affected how you've seen them as an artist. So I was really, 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 I didn't have high expectations, but I just wanted to be entertained. And his set from top to bottom was extremely underwhelming. And mm. I was very upset. Really? Yeah. It was not good at all. Um, the transitions, we're just talking music. Yep. The transitions were really bad. Um, he started off with mixtape and then immediately went into blessings. It was really awkward. Hmm. Um, did he, um, were the puppets on stage? No. Yeah. Let me tell you about the setup. Yeah, please so do. So the setup, the setup was, uh, three screens, a big screen in the back and two on the sides that got used somewhat but not the whole night. Um, and they just had 
you know, just different images of stuff based off of like the title of the song or whatever. And then sometimes it would, it would actually be, it would have a camera on him. Um, and then I forgot what song he did it from, but we've seen the screenshots of um, where he like manipulates the, the major label logos. Have you seen that? No. Okay. I can't remember what any of them are called verbatim, but he ba- he'll take like Universal's or he'll take Universal, he'll take Interscope, he'll take Def Jam, and he'll sort of manipulate it into saying like, you know, it's a it's a joke. Right, like right, right. never sound never sound with a major or whatever. The only people that were on stage, um Ch- it was Chance and the what was it, the social Social whatever? experiment, yeah. Yeah, the social experiment. So Donnie Trumpet's there, he's got a drummer, yep. he's got a keyboardist, yep. and he's got four background singers, and that's it. Now for a, for a venue that holds about 17 18,000 to me that's not enough. No. That I have a theory here but keep going. Because the the sound in the venue you couldn't really hear the music and chance to me has big sounding records. Like he he has the potential. He's already got that ear where I wouldn't be surprised in the next three to five years, he wasn't consistently making stadium status records, as Kanye would say. Um, The sound wasn't that good. I couldn't really hear well. Um, His background singers were on point, though. They were tight. They were super tight. They they sang a special, and they killed it. They did a great job. Um, But it was just for what he had, Versus the venue, it wasn't enough, and the sound man didn't do the best job. Now, that could have been because I was in the nosebleeds. It could have sounded better on maybe the lower tier, the lower bowl. That that could very well be possible. Um, the show was about an hour, and I wanted ch- – It's it felt like – I don't know. Maybe I'm treating him like J. Cole, where like, I felt like I, he could have like told a story because he ended with the gospel records. Yeah. Now, people left during the gospel records, but I'm going to say, I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt and say that they left because Chance was an hour and a half late. He was late. He was super late, Mm. super duper late. So, you know, um, you couldn't really hear him. And like, but the crowd, the crowd that were already Chance fans, Chance fans loved it, loved it, loved the show. I was looking around, I was really observing. Just as I'm like, man, this isn't really doing it for me. But let me see what other people's responses are, because I know I'm going to have to give an account on clock radio speakers. <laughs> and people loved it. People loved it. So I'm sure I'm in the minority on that. Um, but musically, the show, the set as a whole, it, mm-mm, nah, he came out on this little tiny bike. It was just weird. Mm-mm. So, yeah. OK, so what's your what's your theory? Too much, too soon. Yeah. Um, that is completely unlike the set that he put together in the fall where, first of all, like there was an opener. I mean, it was Francis, but the opener was on time. Opener went for like 45 minutes and then he was there on time, like show start. I mean, you know, you knew when his set was going on and he was, it was like maybe a minute or two late, but I mean, whatever, that's on time. Um, totally on time. Uh, there was the puppets, there was a story, there was themes, there was like confetti falling from the sky. There they, was he like, did do confetti. There, but there was like all this stuff going on and you were taking it through like, you know, there was this thing going on. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, there were some records where I was like, oh, that's from acid rap. Like, I don't really care about that. But like, um, 
but that was also at like you know one of those like outdoor amphitheater amp, uh, amphitheater type places so it's like probably like nine thousand people like seven nine thousand something like that mm-hmm. and he like doubled this time like he went straight up arena status and i just don't think they were ready mm. i mean yeah. on the one hand you know congratulations to him and his team for yeah. being able to do a tour in the fall and then turning around and doing another tour without new music yeah in the spring and summer in some cases going to the same cities and uh and selling out places that are much bigger now part of that was there was they left money on the table last time uh they sold out that Boston show so fast they could have easily done a second one and they probably should have tried to get it in the garden but I don't think they thought they were ready for that yeah do you know um and I I have no doubt that that puppet setup and everything else was super complicated to pull off and they were like listen next time we're going simpler you know they're like we're gonna you know i'm sure they no. have all sorts of problems i'm sure that's what they, but you know what i mean i, I can see no. the path you go yeah down. i agree with you but, but they're moving backwards well i agree i don't think that's the move especially when you go to those big arenas um, you gotta you gotta oh okay. right i mean even when kanye went simple with pablo he went not just simple but like completely unorthodox Yes. And he's and he turned and like he flipped it on his ear. It wasn't just Kanye on, on a set. Um so yeah, I mean when I saw a couple of the pictures and everything like that, I was like, no, no. You know, maybe they just learned the wrong lessons too much too soon. Um I was really surprised that he did another tour, actually. Yeah. Super surprised. But um but I'm sorry you didn't have a good experience. So what songs did any songs like really work for you live? Uh mixtape. I like um, that he opened with mixtape. He did his version of Waves. That was dope. Yeah. Um, I, I hope he does Waves when I see him live. I want to see that. I'm sure he. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. He did his version of Waves. Um, actually, all the Pablo records work because he did Father Stretch My Hands, just the hook. Um, I mean, everybody, every, the hook in the intro, right? Yeah, that's all everybody wants anyway. But the funny part is, is like the crowd didn't really go for that. The crowd was like, "Huh? Hmm. Yeah, really interesting." Um, he did Ultra Light Beam, but then they didn't really go live like I wanted it to. He like he he like he got up on this platform and it raised up and there was like a a, a single light and <sighs> that's the thing that that kind of upset me. It's like you you've already told a story on tour. You are obviously like the child of Kanye. Yeah. Tell a story. If you're gonna go simple, you have to leave them with an experience. Yeah. Um Pablo, the more I think about Pablo, the more incredible it is in retrospect. The tour like, the, or the, the... I mean, both. Like, I really love that album. The, but it's, it, it's, yeah, it's aging really well. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, but just the, the show period. Yeah. Um, just, it's literally a floating stage with some lights and smoke. That's it. Yeah, and he killed it. He kind of overdid it a little bit with like the. Now we're gonna have ten minutes where the thing goes back and forth and lights and I, all right. Hey. I, he built in a little segment where he could take a breather or whatever. Yeah, because you know when you you know bouncing up and down on a platform and having people trying to like climb up that gets tiring. Yeah, but it's also it's really I mean I gotta say it it it's kind of unfair to ask um, to ask him to be just like Kanye at this point. Now, yeah, I don't. I, when I say you're the child of Kanye, like I don't want him to be Kanye. But if you're if you're already at a space where you have the ability to tell stories and you want, okay, here we go. He 
he tried to tell a story because after every couple of songs, he would kind of talk. Yeah. And like he he tried to introduce the Jesus thing. He was like, I'm on this path and I just wanted to kind of tell you guys about my path. And then, <laughs> you know, and then like just, you know, so here we go. That, that, and then, that, like, That's a new rapper voice for you. I don't know if I've heard that one. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little it like just, it's a little like California surfer dude almost. I mean, the Californians. I'm a I'm a big SNL guy. Um, yeah, it was. What are you doing? Here? I, I don't. <laughs> you want to talk about the 101 and the 405? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like that wasn't enough. Like tell the story. Like maybe it's one of those things where he wanted to cut down and cost because he wanted to maybe uh, pocket more money. I wasn't trying to be cynical, but you know, it's a simpler, it. simpler tour. Yeah. Big, um, you know, uh, bigger venue. I don't yeah. know how, I don't know how, t- like, I don't, I don't know if he was late. Cause like, you know, literally like they were too far away the night before, whatever the case might be. But, um, who was the opener? No opener. Just a DJ. What? Yeah. No opener. Just him. No opener. No opener, son. Hold on. Nope. I thought he had an you can You can type your little heart out. I am. I'm oh, curious. Oh, I no, 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 no. Uh, I think drum. Did drum open for him? Uh, I wasn't there. Like, we were outside. So, as I was coming in, like, the DJ was playing. The DJ played for about 20 minutes, and then he came out. But I heard that he was there late. Yeah, I mean, because I'm looking at it. You know, he had a day off in between his, you know, he was in St. Louis on the 14th. Then he had a day off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's interesting. From here on out, it's pretty much there's like a there I mean, it's a whole lot of stuff, but it's like a, it's a lot of different um festivals and everything else. So it'll be interesting to see see what he does. I'll, I'll let you know what I think when I uh, when I see him um in June. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, there like I'm pretty sure um you know, like I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll show up for Francis' set. I'm sure Francis will show up for his set. Um so it'll be interesting to see that a little bit. Um Cause that was interesting <laughs> in a weird way. So when, when, when Francis was on tour with him in the fall, I, we discovered afterwards when we talked to Francis, Fran- Francis was also like the main guy up, op- like helping operate puppets underneath. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like the opener. And then afterwards, like, I guess they, like the first couple like shows they did, they had somebody else doing it and it didn't really work. Cause like you could, like the puppets were like on beat and doing all this stuff with rhythm. And then, and then Francis just started helping out and like ended up sort of doing that. So I almost wonder if they were like, all right, well, we're going to have a smaller crew this time. We're not going to do this. I'm sure they made all sorts of decisions. They thought it was a really good deal, but it's kind of disappointing that you didn't have a good experience, man. Yeah. And I, I think I'm, I think I'm done. And that's, that's fair. Shots. That's fair. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's just not for me. It's not for me. He's talented, but. We're going to delve into, I, I'm not really going to delve into the, like the, the spiritual side in that conversation. Um, we're good. We're, we're, we're actually working on a panel. Uh, spoiler alert. I probably shouldn't tell that, but who's, whatever. Who, who's the we? The people that I went with. Oh, oh okay. I was like, yeah. I was, I was like we have clock radio speakers. We're doing a panel. <laughs> I was so like, we need to do some live. Like, no, we need to do a live show. I was first like, do I have in a, my bedroom? I was like, do my I, living room. Do I have a like, flight scheduled to to Columbus? I'm not aware. No, of. we definitely need to do like a, a live clock radio speaker somewhere. We need to make that happen ASAP. But we'll delve into all of that if you're in the Columbus area sometime in July. So stay tuned to my uh, my social media for some more information on that. But just Keeping it hip hop, I'm done, man. Shout out to Chance. Um, I tried. I really did. And I'm disappointed and I'm mad that I I don't, like, there's not a whole lot of new guys that 
you know, I'm really digging and I really want I really want to like a lot of these new guys. I really do. But it's just not doing it for me, man. There's going to be really high expectations for Chance's next album. Yeah. Could he could he potentially Macklemore himself? Mm. They're de- I mean, they're, that's interesting. I mean, I don't think so. I think part of the thing with Macklemore is it's 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 Mac it's Mac Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Right. And so they got so hooked into that sound. I don't know if I'd say Chance has a sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd say he has a sound. You think he has a sound? I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely right, there's gonna be some trumpets. Um but I was gonna say that's all I hear when I that's his sound. <laughs> that, that's all I hear. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it'll be interesting to see number one, does he stick with you know, stuff mostly produced or with a lot of additions from the social uh, experiment. Does he start to say, does he take advantage of the fact that, you know, he can pretty much get, he could, he could get beats from anybody he wanted right now. Does he expand outward? Like, it'll be interesting to see where he goes with that. Yeah, I agree. Okay. This could potentially be his, uh, his volume two, right? Oh, you mean the one that really takes him to like, Mm -hmm. out of here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cause I mean, all his singles were like, most of them end up being successful. And in fact, no problems was really like that's what really like pushed yeah him over the limit but now he's at a high enough level that like a single on the level of no problems would go huge yeah 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 oh i meant to say uh biggest response of the night he did stuff from every single project um biggest most shocking surprise of the night yeah he did Khaled's record it it, it was number 1 yeah I mean, I've never heard anybody who has said who has said anything about that song. So that was and it was really interesting that I mean, there were kids there like and they played the video and the the Khaled video is just full of like half naked women (laughs) and like Bieber and Chance dancing around them. So it was kind of like, but I don't know. The the chant, the narrative, man, the idea and the execution are just two totally different things um, on so many levels. So many. I'm I'm dying for somebody to actually like say that they are representing this sort of thing, especially in a positive aspect, and then it actually resonate when you hear them rap or you see them perform or you hear them speak. Like I really want them to have some level of weight to their content. And Chance, for all that he represents, the whole, the whole show was just really weightless, mm. and I think that disappointed me more than like the music side so but we'll get into all that in july um trying to think if there's anything else before we talk about something else um i don't know we'll we'll go to something else and if i remember anything we'll we'll circle back around how uh how did you feel when they played blessings um that was the that was the point actually that's on my instagram um and i'll probably end up posting the video again on on our clock radio speakers twitter handle i was watching this guy to the left of me he smoked a blunt the entire show and he knew every single line and he loved blessings, loved it. So to hear an entire crowd um, essentially singing about Jesus, it was really interesting. Um, you know, I don't like the song because it, it's it just sounds like a really goofy gospel record. I think a lot of gospel is just sounds goofy. Um, not like the choirs and stuff like that stuff is crazy. But some of the more modern gospel, I'm not a big fan of. Um, but it was really interesting. It was really interesting to see that and then for him to do um, uh, How Great and uh, 
No, you know, what threw me off about Blessings was that it immediately came after mixtape. It literally felt like the DJ, like, bumped the table. Because <laughs> it's, like, right in the middle of the hook, and then all of a sudden you hear, I'm going to pray, like, the chick starts singing. It's so weird. Yeah, there was weird. no transition. Yeah, that's the transition weird. was terrible. It's hmm. terrible. Well, could have, you know, he could have won you over, but it didn't work. Yeah. Okay. It is what it is, man. You want to talk about NBA real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We can wrap up with that. Um, so is uh, is the state of Ohio preparing for uh, another trip to the finals, or are y'all still a little <laughs> skittish? I think um, it's really interesting because just last week, the LeBron and MJ comparisons heated back up, and then after game three, they immediately got put on ice. Um <laughs> As if you know, whatever. As, as if, but, as if, as if MJ never had an off game or anything. Never had it's an all, off game. It's all good. It's as if all good. Jordan never potentially never checked out. Like I don't know that for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan had a game where he just wasn't there mentally. Um, but um, nah, we're yeah. I think Ohio's preparing for another Finals. I'm very curious, man, because they have both teams have two unstoppable players. Steph is actually playing well in the playoffs. It's the first time I've seen him play well in the playoffs. KD is playing out of his mind. Yeah. Then you've got LeBron, who's LeBron, yeah. who managed to get four fouls in one half and then not get any for the rest of the game. And then you've got my man Kyrie, who is just unreal. Like, I don't know what happened after he hit that three in Steph's face, but he just turned into a monster, and I love it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State won, just because they just it just seems like they have too many weapons and everybody's clicking. Um, but I I really want Cleveland to win because I I just can't stand Golden State. I can't stand Golden State. Any team with Draymond Green, <laughs> it's just auto, automatic no. Um, it's a testament to how much people respect LeBron that they're not just automatically ordering uh, championship rings for the Warriors right now because they're they are insanely good. They're ridiculously good. But everybody, I will say this: he has he has reached Jordan status in one respect. What's that? Nobody will ever count him out anymore. Mm. There's always a chance, right? There's always a well. If LeBron goes crazy, because when he goes into that mode, when he's yeah. doing chase down blocks, yeah, and he's like, "What do you, you know?" <laughs> and it's funny, like I wasn't, I actually sort of expected a downturn in their play for game three and four. They still had a chance to win game three. And ultimately, you know, Kyrie played great in game four. And then LeBron, you know, went supernova in the fourth quarter. Um, But I wasn't surprised at all because LeBron really, like, he he put his foot on their neck in Boston. Yeah. And he's got a lot of miles on him. It's Yeah. He can't do that seven games in a row now. But he can still do it. And there's nobody else who can. So, like... Assuming they get it's, I heard this on a podcast today. I was listening to it on my way home. It's a really good point. I think it was Zach Lowe's podcast. Um, they really need to beat Boston in Game Five because they need yep. that extra rest. Yep. They Kyrie don't, tweaked his ankle last night. Like they cannot afford that. They right, which means I fully ex- like that game in Boston. LeBron is going to try to put. He's going to like go all in because if he goes all in, it's over, and then they can rest up, and then one of those two first games is going to have to be a LeBron James. It, like, assuming that they do get, you know, there's no disrespect to Boston, assuming they get past Boston, um, one of those first two games in the finals, if they if Cleveland's going to have a shot, LeBron's going to just have to be like, nope, this is mine. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you see what happens. Mm-hmm. But it can't be any of this, oh, down 2-0 going to Cleveland. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> not, with the, yeah. not with this team. 
Yeah, no, they got to They got to kill. They got to kill and kill quickly. But that's the thing, like all like the numbers and just even the eye test, like should tell you that like, yeah, Golden State should be favored heavily, but it's so much respect for LeBron. Like people feel like, and rightfully so, like he could almost do anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. And you know, Kevin Love's playing really well. He's still got Kevin Love. Just bought my Kevin Love jersey today. uh, Thompson's playing well. Yep. John B's playing well. Um, It's really going to come down to who, you know, again, benches. Benches, low-key benches win championships. Yeah. There's always one or two guys who come off and just make the right plays at the right time, and they swing the momentum, and the superstars take it from there. It always happens. And I kind of feel like, you know, when you go on the road, like, that's when it's LeBron and Kyrie. Like, they they need to be owning that. But, like, you expect the the bench players to play better at home. Yeah. Right? You would sort of almost have hoped in, like, game three or game four, LeBron could have, like, taken his foot off the gas a little bit. Let everybody else get some open threes, like do whatever. But it just didn't work out that way. Yeah. Um. But they're not even. But they're not gonna be able to do that against um against Golden State. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I would love to see LeBron win again too. I would. Yeah. I. I think LeBron kind of re- the thing about LeBron is that I think we won't realize what we're watching until his career is over. Like, well, <clears throat> really, whether he's first off. Just even the fact that you can have a conversation of comparing him to Jordan says plenty. Um, I just think that what he's doing, especially like at this stage of his career, is just unreal. And we just need to enjoy it. But, you know, social media, everybody has a pulpit in the congregation and everybody has to have an opinion about everything all the time. So instead (laughs) of enjoying something, you have to critique it and you have to state your place because you want, you know, retweets and LOLs and likes. And it's just, that's just really, I mean, it's so bad. You saw like all those fake tweets with the whole, the Manchester thing, right? What do you mean? So, you know, the, the, the tragic yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. incident with Ariana Grande's concert. I mean, there's people like fake tweets, like looking for my, looking for my little brother. He was at the concert, stealing pictures off Google images. Um, you know, I'm, I'm shocked that, you know, you guys are you guys are upset about 19 people dying because Ariana Grande's music has been killing me for years and stuff like just really like for some retweets, dog. Like, like, come on, man. It's just it's just corny. But that's that's kind of what we've essentially turned to. Everybody wants to be Stephen. Everybody wants to be Skip. Um, You should never you should never want to, you know, line up your sports opinion with either one of those guys. But. You know, everybody wants to be like that voice for everything. And it's just stupid. Just sit back and enjoy what you're witnessing right now. Because you're witnessing one guy do some incredible things with the basketball and for the game of basketball. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. No. I mean, LeBron's been playing great. What are you going to, you know, what else can you say? You know, I just, I was thinking about something in this conversation. Going back to Nikki. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know we're talking NBA. Um, you think, do you think that Nas play is potentially for uh ghostwriting purposes her music really ain't been popping like that everybody wants her to go back to safari what better person to align yourself with than someone that many consider to be one of the greatest lyricists of all time no you don't think so no listen if safari was dating her for 12 years and he was writing for her if her and meek were dating for a year and he was writing for her if her and Nas do whatever they do you don't think he ain't gonna write nothing for her you 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 want to hear Nas writing for Nicki minaj over a trap beat be better than me. <laughs> I don't know, but then that then that bodes the question: Where does Nikki go for the next album? Because she's she put out those three records and they didn't hit. 
does she go back to uh, beam me up Scotty, Nikki, and kind of snatch that Cardi B lane? That Nah. I... Or does she continue making like Afro beat fake Drake <laughs> records? She could do um, some gentrifying pop on her own. Gentrifying trap. Maybe. I don't, call, I don't... Call, up, call up Max Martin. Say, give, give, give me the Katy Perry, except but, I'm not going to look weird when I'm on stage with Migos. But I feel like she's made stuff with Max Martin, hasn't she? Yeah. It went really well for her. Did it? Yeah. What did What did he make for her? Starships. Ah, there we go. And that was when he was doing, you know, gentrifying EDM. Like now, now he's Max Martining up to trap music. Like, <laughs> like, you know, he it's way it's way more in Nikki's lane now. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I, anyway, NBA. Um, yeah. Sorry. It's funny. Uh, there's definitely a lot of like. There are a lot of people who just don't like the Warriors. Yeah. Is it, is it all Draymond? I think it's Draymond and Steph. And I think KD too. I, I never, never, I don't know. I, I always, res, I always didn't, I, I just always turn me off the way that the narrative for a while was like, oh, LeBron went to Miami, but Durant, look how classy he was when he, res, when he re-signed with, with Oklahoma City. Yeah. And it's like, look, 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 let's just relax. But he's playing, <laughs> let's just relax. Let's just relax. He's playing really well. No, it's, I, I, hope, I hope we get it. Um, playoffs haven't been amazing. Um, but these two in the finals should be great. Oh, yeah. They, they need that. They need that pub. Then we can start talking about, you know, um, Chris Paul and Spurs, mutual interest there. I'm really excited for the draft. <sighs> uh, draft is going to be nuts. Draft is going to be great. Um, Trying to think, what else? Where's Gordon Hayward? Gordon Hayward has quickly become one of my favorite players to watch in the league. I mean, you might as well just get the Celtics jersey right now. <sighs> I'm not wearing a, I'm not wearing a Celtics jersey, bro. I'm just not. No. Nah. Okay. They're not, not, not because I'm not a Boston fan or anything like that. Like I just think their jerseys are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> what if you gotta, get, go, the fit gotta go? You know what I'm saying? Get get some Ultra Boost to match. <laughs> I'm not getting green Celtic green ultra boost. Yeah, I'm not getting Celtic green ultra boost like at all. That's not happening. Uh, yeah, no, nah, nah. I wish if if you guys could if the NBA could make the purple jazz jersey in with Gordon Hayward's jersey Gordon Hayward's name and number on the back. I need that. If I get that and that's my most hated team, the 96, 97, 98 Utah Jazz. Oh, oh if I see Antoine Carr right now, I got hands and feet for him. <laughs> Now let me see Greg Ostertag out in these streets, dog. It's gonna be a problem. But what do I know? You, you got to bring back. You got to bring back like customized jerseys. Get the get get the Utah Jazz jersey with Armand Wake Up on the back. Shh, chill out. I'm doing that <laughs> <laughs> with the jazz sport with the suede bottom. Chill out. I'm doing that with another team. <laughs> I'm totally doing that. But yeah, no, definitely bring. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. My jersey yeah. game will be crazy this summer already. But all right, man. Anything else you want to talk about? <clears throat> I think we're good. I think we're good. I'm so, sure we'll find out something, but I think we're good. So you're expecting uh, Cavs close out Boston game five? Oh, yeah. Cavs in five. Yep. You think LeBron's think, just like goes in like we're not losing? Yeah, I feel like he tried to do that this first game, but I think he overthought it. Sometimes LeBron can get in his head a little too much. Yeah. And he'll overanalyze it. I feel like that's what he did. I feel like he listened to the critics from game three. Him shut. Listen, him shutting down social media is the biggest crock. <laughs> like you know he'd be on his phone when uh something happened something happened and 
and LeBron sent out a video of condolences or something for another NBA player. It was on his phone. Whatever. I, I got, um, I, I'm not trying to cast aspersions on a man's personal life, but anytime I see a player say they're going off social media for the playoffs, it's not because they don't want to hear fans at you know like me, like at, adding them on Twitter. It's absolutely. because it's because they're trying to resist the the DM sliding that happens. That's my theory. Because mm. you know on the road. I mean, but they be doing that all year, right? Well, but that, you know, you if you want to concentrate in the playoffs. I need to shut that down. Wow. <laughs> You're stupid, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes this week's Clock Radio Speakers. Yes. Um, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for joining us always. We, we, I, had no, I did not think we were going to get this deep into the podcast, but here we are. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, please rate, review on iTunes. We appreciate it. Um, please tell a friend to tell a friend. And uh, I have no idea what we'll be back with. We are cooking up a few different ideas for some future definitive 15s. Um, probably coming a little soon, but everybody have a good uh, Memorial Day. Uh, make sure to go to uh, Armand's Bandcamp and pick up uh, Dropbox demos. And uh, anything else, man? Anything else you want to uh, plug? Nah, nah. Next episode. See y'all later. And, and look out for some. You know, look out for a little some, little, little something early next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Streets on fire.